All right, Blazer fans, welcome to episode number 29 of the Blazer Victory Podcast. As always, this is John Duncan, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Steve Irvine. And before we get started, Steve, I do just want to give a special shout-out to uh, Coach Joe Guthrie in the UAB softball program on getting his first victory over Ole Miss the other night. Um, just great to see them going well. They actually won um, another game against Belmont to make the record 2-2. Two and two. So just special shout-out to uh, Coach Guthrie and the girls. Yeah, it's great to see uh, Great to see him uh, get his, his first couple wins as a UAB coach. And, you know, and we, and, you know we know that this uh, – this can be a really good program, and hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully they have the right staff in place now, and uh, kind of bring bring back some of those uh, glory days of you know when Marla Townsend was there, and uh, yes. you know I think that uh, you know it's a great area for softball, and and uh, you know great is good state for softball, so I think that you know he's going to have a chance to really bring some quality players in here, and uh, you know build this program back up. Yes, definitely. And you you can catch them this weekend, uh, Friday and Saturday. They'll be playing a couple games in the Green and Gold Classic. Uh, UAB will take on Southeast Louisiana and the uh, Raging Cajuns out of Lafayette, uh, Louisiana Lafayette. So you can catch them here in Birmingham this weekend. All right, Steve. Now, here we go. Hold on. Let me, let me put the glass of whiskey down. Okay. <laughs> yeah. If you lived under a rock this past weekend, no, the sky is not falling, but our UAB Blazers did take two L's this weekend down in Ruston, Louisiana, against the Louisiana Tech Bulldogs. Steve, if you if you looked on Twitter, buddy, you would think that the sky was falling right now. Oh yeah, yeah, and and it, you know it's natural. I mean, I, I understand it, uh, but you know you, you just gotta you gotta learn. You can't get too high and you can't get too low. I mean, it's you know it's it's two losses. Um, you know, one of them, well, but both of them ugly because a lot, any loss is ugly, but, uh, right. you know, one of them, obviously the first one was real ugly and, um, you know, but it's, you know, you come out of the weekend, you're still in a, basically a three-way tie for first in the West and, and, um, you know, Hey, if you win the last six or, or, of uh, a regular season or eight or whatever it is left, um, then, you forget about this weekend a little bit, even though it's, it's hard, it's hard to forget losing to those people Yeah, you know? so. and not their players. I don't have any problem with their players or, or coaches even. It's just it's, the fans, man. They're darn fans. Yeah. You know, I mean, when you lose to that whiny bunch, um, it's hard <laughs> to, you know, it's, it's hard to, to take, you know, but, um, but, but again, it's just, you, you can't get to, too high and you can't get too low. I mean, there was, you know, what you need to do, you know, you know, as a team, which is what's most important, is just learn from from what happened this weekend, and and um, you know, build from that. You know, it wasn't going to be, um, you know, you weren't going to win every one from you know from here on out. You know, uh, and and so learn from it and move forward. Right, and and guys, as just as Steve just mentioned, you know, UAB is still in a uh, it's a three way tie now in in the West Division of Conference USA in first place with uh, North Texas and Louisiana Tech. Um, but keep in mind, um, you know, of course, UAB's got ODU coming to town, which we're gonna talk about them a little bit later in previewing that matchup, uh, the the series for this weekend. But North Texas, <laughs> they've got Western Kentucky coming to town this weekend, so that's two tough uh, games for um, for North Texas. And La Tech, uh, well, looks like they're going to Murfreesboro this weekend, so they'll probably get two Ws there. But who knows? It's you know, any game in Conference USA, maybe they'll trip up. But 
if you have, you can just take care of business. You know, you got ODU coming this weekend, two games against ODU. You've got two games in San Antonio against UTSA, who's looking like not to be, you know, at the beginning of the year, we were thinking they might be a pushover, but they're looking pretty good now. And then UAB was just announced to finish the season in Denton, Texas, to make up those two games in Denton against uh, North Texas, March, uh, Friday night, March the 5th, and Saturday afternoon, uh, March the 6th. But, Steve, let's let's just go ahead and talk about it, buddy. Um, Friday night, UAB lost 70-58 to in Ruston, and Saturday lost a close game, 69-64. to Now, I know you just mentioned earlier, any loss is a terrible loss. Of course, you know, we all know that. Mm-hmm. But Friday night, man, I just don't know what the hell was up with Trey Jemison. I mean, Lofton just controlled the paint the entire game. I mean, Louisiana Tech was without Gordon, who was their backup inside guy. And Lofton just dominated, ended up going off for a career high, 21 points, 8 of 15 from the field, 5 of 6 from the free throw line. Really, the only bright spot um, for UAB in Friday night's game was, you know, Taven Lovin going getting 11 points. Uh, Tariq Scott Grayson had the first nine points in the game for UAB before he ended up getting in foul trouble, and that threw off everything. I just, it was just an ugly night overall for UAB, Steve. You know, UAB actually trailed by as many as 19 points in that game. It's just, just a night that UAB just really needs to forget. Yeah, I mean, it was one of those nights. I mean, I, I thought, uh, you know, I thought Louisiana Tech played well, you know. And, you know, I, I do think that um, playing against a guy like Lofton is, um, you know, he's he's a unique player. You know, you don't see a lot of guys with, with his build. And, and, you know, and a and, freshman, and, too. And yeah. a freshman, yeah. And, and you know, you, you also – he only played 27 minutes himself that night. I mean, he, you know, he wow. ended up with 4,000. So he get, he did all that in, you know, 27 minutes. And, and um, so – you know, it's just he's a he's he's a unique player, and I think that the first time you face you know unique guys, no matter what who it is, you know sometimes you're you know you have trouble with that, and you know and, and I was I was very disappointed with the way that um, that uh, Jimison played. You know, I just didn't think that he showed up. You know, and and um, uh, I'm surprised by that because I thought he was playing with so much confidence and you know really has been playing so well that you know I just didn't think. You know, but but I mean, he wasn't the only. He certainly wasn't the only one. I mean, I don't think there was a lot of guys that you know that didn't show up. So it wasn't it wasn't solely on him. But you know, his matchup, um, you know, against Lofton or against you know the inside guys was such a key matchup in this series that it's mm-hmm. um, you know it just kind of gets magnified when when he doesn't play well. You know, and and again, it wasn't just him. You know, uh, they they got you know out rebounded and. Um, you know, just beat up, you know, I mean, basically yeah. just, just the most, the most physical team on Friday night by far was Louisiana tech and it showed on the scoreboard. Yeah, it did. And, you know, going back to Trey Jemison, uh, you know, I, I definitely don't mean to pick on him because like you said, you know, it was a, just a, a team effort, just a total, you know, not a good team effort overall from UAB Friday night. Uh, but definitely Jemison had, Probably his worst night in green that he's had in the green and gold uniform. I mean, zero points, 0 for 4 from the field. Um, he was actually 0 for 4 from the free throw line. Um, just, just an awful night. Um, I do believe, you know, you know, post game Friday night, 
Coach Kennedy said that, you know, he gave kudos to uh, Lofton. He said that Lofton was just a man amongst boys that night, and he really was. Um, I still don't think Lofton is 275. I want to put him more closer to 300. I mean, that's a big yeah. boy out there. He's, yeah, he is. And he definitely made his presence known, as you know, as you <laughs> mentioned earlier. Um, now, I, I felt like, well, really, just looking at the stat sheet, nobody else other than Lovin. I mean, Lovin had 11 points. And, you know, like I said, Scott Grayson had the nine points, but that was when the first, like, five, six minutes of the ball game. So, outside of that, just really nothing going for anybody that game. And then, you know, we'll get into the the three uh, technical fouls uh, for the series, um, I'm sure. But, I mean, just, just an overall bad night. Shooting the ball, UAB ended up shooting at 44.4%, which – Honestly, looking at the stat sheet doesn't sound as bad as it looked um, Friday night, but five of 16 from the three point uh, again, struggling at the free throw line, five of 11, 45.5%. I mean, you just can't expect to win any ball games just shooting poorly from the free throw line, especially on the road. And this was Definitely UAB's toughest challenge this far of the season, especially on the road. I mean, this was a, a chance, you know, in the net, speaking of the net rankings, this was an opportunity for UAB to get a couple quadrant two wins to just help bolster right. that resume. But let's be honest, if yeah. UAB wins out, we're still not getting a net large bid unless we win the tournament. So Yeah, I'm, I'm not really worried about the resume right now. I mean, no. I, I mean, I, I do I do believe that um, in a year like this, uh, you know, a crazy year that, if UAB would have won out, including this past weekend, you know, win their last eight and get all the way to the championship game and somehow lose, you know, and lose that game, then um, maybe, you know, there could have been a chance just because in the crazy year that the numbers wouldn't have matched up to give them a chance necessarily, the uh, the rankings right. and that type of thing. But, you know, who knows? I mean, in a crazy year, you, you know, who knows what would have happened. But that would have been the only way really that, um, you know, they would have been positioned to do that. And, you know, that's pretty far-fetched, you know, and, and anyway, I mean, th- thinking about it. So, you know, I'm not really too worried about the resume. I, you know, to me, it's it's a more it's a matter of learning and improving. And, you know, you still got to win that tournament. And you win the tournament, you're in. And, you know, and right. you, you, you get in and you got a chance, um, right. you know, to, to make some noise. So I think that's that's got, you know, that's got to be your focus. You can't worry about you know, what, what, you know, quadrant this, quadrant that, who cares? Right. <laughs> really, it, it, the way the league, where the conference is right now, you know, maybe one day down the road they'll be in a position where they worry about that type of thing. Right now they, they don't. I mean, they it's just not a worry, you know. So worry is getting better and, and um, you know, winning that tournament. Definitely agree there, Steve. Now, uh, moving on to Saturday, UAB played a, a little better ball game. Um, you know, UAB was in it for the most part, but end up getting another loss, 69 to 64 to Louisiana Tech. Uh, Louisiana Tech only led by as many as 11 in this game. Um, and UAB actually led by as many as two. Um, I know, but I feel like overall the team effort was better Saturday, at least compared to Friday. And, you know, you were kind of worried just how bad Friday night went, you know, where the guys going to sh- show up Saturday for the game. Credit the coaching staff, credit Andy Kennedy. They were ready to play. Trey Jemison came in and played a, just a totally different guy um, this ball game than he was um, Friday night. He only had six points, but he was a lot more physical um, in the paint. 
this game, uh, especially with Lofton. You know, Lofton only got 13 points for Louisiana Tech, um, but they just couldn't stop Kobe Williams for Louisiana Tech. You know, Kobe Williams ends up uh, getting 16 points, going four of seven from the field, uh, two of four from three, six of 10 from the free throw line. Uh, UAB just, you know, couldn't get things going again. Another not so great night shooting the ball, uh, ended up shooting 45.6%, had a chance at the end uh, to, you know, get out of Rustin with at least a split and getting a victory, but just things wouldn't go. UAB's way you know you look at the free throw line again UAB struggling 8 of 14 just 57 percent from the free throw line UAB UAB did out rebound Louisiana Tech Saturday 35 to 32 um but turnovers you know just uncharacteristic UAB had 14 turnovers to just 12 from Louisiana Tech and you look at the assist Louisiana Tech had 18 just really you know we mentioned in our preview episode Louisiana Tech has really great ball movement uh, just getting the ball around and it just didn't go UAB's well again Saturday. Yeah, I mean, and I think you look to it, you know, you're talking about Kobe Williams, you know, not only do you have numbers you've already said, but he also had five assists and, and no turnovers. Yeah. You know, uh, Archibald had four assists and one turnover. You know, I, I don't think, you know, even though I thought UAB played pretty well on, on Saturday, you know, I, I still – I don't think in either game their, their defense – dictated things like it has has going into this weekend. I mean, I thought mm-hmm. that uh, they just didn't have the same, you know, impact defensively. Not that they played – I mean, they played okay defensively on Saturday, I thought. Um, or good, but not but not as good as I think – again, they didn't make the uh, the big plays defensively, really, you know, and, and, and uh, didn't have the same impact. And I thought that was that was huge. And, I, you know, and I do think – um, that on Saturday, Saturday particularly, I thought the whistle hurt them a little bit. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, I thought it was called differently on on uh, um, the different ends of the court. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I I do. You know, and I'm, I'm and I'm not saying that was a reason there was a loss, I, but no. I think you know, I think it was an impact. I mean, you know, Jimson ends up with four four fouls and. Um, you know, and I'm not talking about the knucklehead stuff. You know, the knucklehead stuff. You, you look in the mirror. You know, and, yeah. and not talking about that. I just, I just thought that uh, they, again, I thought they let something that they let Louisiana Tech get away with some stuff on their end that they didn't let UAB get away with on on their end. And and um, and and by that I mean the physical stuff, not the again, not the knucklehead stuff. Right. Um, so, you know, I thought that had a little impact. You know, and it wasn't a reason. But it, but there was but it, it was an impact. I mean, there's no doubt. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, you go back to you know, like like you said, it wasn't a terrible defensive effort. You know, Saturday for UAB. But when you shoot it, you know, three point uh, your three point percentage is just twenty five percent, four of sixteen. You're giving up easy fast break opportunities and transition. You know, basketball for Louisiana Tech to go ahead and get those easy baskets in transition, and that's what ex- exactly what Louisiana Tech did to exploit this UAB defense you know when UAB would make shots and they would run the full court press which they always do and run the zone against Louisiana Tech I feel like overall for the most part it was effective however when you're missing easy shots and just quick (laughs) quick pull-up shots and Louisiana Tech's able to just hurry up with Kobe Williams and get it down you know on the other side so quickly I mean what can you do I mean yeah, I don't know. And you talk about 
let's talk about the officiating a little bit. I, I agree with you, Steve, that officiating did not cost us these games, either game. Nah. Um, you mentioned in the preview episode that Louisiana Tech was going to get some calls to go their way, and that's just the nature of the beast in college basketball for the home team. They're going to get some calls that the away team's not going to get. You know, UAB's, well, you've gotten some calls at, oh, at home. It, it <laughs> so, happens in Bartow Arena you know, every time they play. It happens. Exactly. I mean, that's just, it's the nature of the, of, of, of the sport. However, we do need to talk about these three technical fouls on Jalen Benjamin. You know, let's go back to Friday night. Um, our buddy Drew Champlin, uh, he tweeted. Uh, yeah. He said that uh, basically, you know, Jalen Benjamin had the finger roll. A uh, hell of a play for Jalen. Um, and all he said was and one. to." The, uh, I don't even know if he was even speaking to the ref. I think he was just saying in general and one, you know, because he was so excited about making the finger roll basket. But mm-hmm. instantly the referee teed him up. and. I don't know about that. I mean, I, if that was the case, then that's a terrible call on the ref. Yeah, I mean, if that's the case, we don't know for sure what he said or what was right. or what happened. I mean, you know, uh, from from what I saw um, watching it and even watching a replay of it just to kind of see, you know, I didn't see I didn't see anything there that that I mm-hmm. would say was deserved a, a T. Now again, we don't know what was said, and and you know, and I, I have I just have a problem with. Um, no matter what was said, you know, I mean, there's so there's so much that's said on the court between guys that, that you know, right. You know, it just in a situation like that, I mean, to me, you swallow the whistle, and, you know, and I think there's probably part of it is with this format, you know, you know, you got back to back games with these guys and, you know, you might want to. You know, and I and understandably, you might want to try to set a tone early that, hey, this stuff, you know, we're not going to let this thing get out of control. And I understand that. And um, in that case, so I just I don't, I don't there's nothing I saw uh, and I never and I never heard like the official explanation of what it was. You know, I mean, no, uh, they never have to explain. <laughs> yeah, because Drew, Drew, like the rest of us, is, is just is just kind of guessing at what right. you know what exactly happened and you know if that's true it's, it's terrible and um but i i just i didn't see it i just didn't see um you know to, to me you know you don't set the tone as an official by teeing somebody up for saying that you right. know i mean you set the tone that you know with some of this physical stuff you know not letting some of the physical stuff get you know get away with that but um yeah, I you know, I, I didn't, I, I just, I didn't like, I didn't like it. I don't know, you know, I, I would like to hear an you know, official explanation of what exactly happened, uh, but you know, we're not going to get that, and no. uh, so, you know, you just gotta, I guess you gotta live with it. I mean, to me, yeah, if Jalen Benjamin, you know, after he makes the basket, if he gets in the a Louisiana Tech player's face and says and starts, you know, jarring off or whatever, yeah, tee him up for that, but. Like yeah, but you, you, but but you got to do that every time now. If, yeah, if you're gonna tee true. up one guy for talking trash to another player, you're gonna give a lot of technicals. Yeah, you know, I mean, because there's a lot of trash talking out there for everybody, and I'm talking yeah. about everybody. And yeah. so if you know if if you're gonna if you're gonna try to set the tone with one guy doing that, you're gonna have to. You know, I guarantee he wasn't the only guy that said and one. No, and he wasn't the only guy that said something after scoring on somebody. Um, and and he, sh- he shouldn't be. I mean, that's part of the game, man. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. part of the game. That's just, you know, some guys and some, and not everybody does it. Some guys, uh, some guys, that's what gets them going. 
yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of it. I, you know, I like guys that um, just kind of go out and play. You know, um, I mean, I remember watching. Um, you know, I, I'm kind of like a when Eli Millsap. I used to love to watch Eli, Eli Millsap. Oh yeah, year there, and, and you you always knew. You know, and that's when I was covering, so I was always sitting you know along the floor, so I could kind of hear a lot of stuff. You always knew that if he ever spoke, then they're in trouble because he Uh-oh. didn't he didn't speak. You know, I mean, he, just, <laughs> he just played. But if he ever got to the point where he either talked trash or said something, you're like, oh boy, this is going to get ugly right now. Uh-uh. You know, he just wasn't one of those guys. You know, he just wasn't one of those guys that just talked a lot. You know, and and but other guys are. You know, other guys yeah. don't shut up, you know, and, and, and it's not really, you know, they don't mean anything, but they're playing a game, man, you know. Right, just let um, them play. Yeah, so, so, um, so yeah, I agree that, um, you know, you do got to set tones. You got to make sure things don't get out of control, which I, I'm fine with. But, again, if you're going to do it to one guy, you're going to do it to the next guy, you know. I mean, that's what kills me. Like, football is a great example. Some cat will, will sack a quarterback and, and, <laughs> And run around and and do this golf swings and, and just you know make sure run you know run twenty yards away make sure everybody sees them and um, and they don't they don't throw a flag but then somebody scores and does you know a quick something and they throw a flag yeah it makes it's no like, sense it's like you, you you can't choose you know okay well you can taunt somebody here but you can't taunt them there mm-hmm. you know I mean you just I, I, that's what I don't understand a lot of times about officiating and 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 i'm and fishing is hard man and oh it all, is yeah we're, we're all an expert you know even though none of us know the rules you know i mean we think we do <laughs> right but we don't you know we don't know them like they know them um but uh you know it's it's hard i don't get me wrong i understand that but we're not there to watch you exactly you know? we're not I, I i've never i've never gone to a game and i never will go to a game Going, man, I sure can't wait to see Kevin Mathis officiate this game. <laughs> you know, no, I, maybe if Michael Jordan was officiating, maybe then, but <laughs> yeah, or or you know, or, or if the guy was funny or something, maybe, but you know, yeah. but I've never, you know, I've never, ever, ever paid money to go to a game or got in my car to drive the game and think like, man, this is, I'm so excited, so and so is officiating tonight. Yeah. You know, uh-uh. never have. That's not their role. You know, that's yeah. not their role, you know. So, um, you know, it, I mean, it is what it is. And, 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 and you know, and who, who knows? I mean, he might have said something that we don't know that, that may have warranted he, it. I don't know. He could have said something to play before, too, or something had just been building up or two. I, I don't know. Yeah, see, I don't like that either. Uh, yeah. to, to me, and I know that happens. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I know that that, that that happens. But to me is you can't hold what happened before against it. I mean, you know, unless you go to them and say, Hey, uh, I know, you them, said, yeah. I know you said that, you know, call this guy, you know, MF or, you know, mm-hmm. you do it again and then I'm going to tee you up. Okay. Well, right. then I can understand that because, because, and that to me, that's good officiating, you know, Hey, I'm not going to put up with this. And then mm-hmm. two plays later, the guy does it again. Well, Hey, he, he asked for it. then. Exactly. <laughs> you know? But, but again, we don't know exactly in that case exactly what they called it on. From what I can tell by, by watching it and watching the replay, I didn't see anything that I could see that warranted a T. Agreed. Well, unfortunately, he did have uh, two more. Jalen Benjamin had two more technicals uh, called in Saturday's game. The first one was – well, actually, they both were kind of bizarre. But the first one was really bizarre where 
he got tangled up with Lofton. Like his uh, Lofton's foot got caught between uh, Jalen Benjamin's legs or <laughs> in, blood a, dog, in a bad, whatever. In a bad yeah. spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they called it on Benjamin because I thought I guess they thought that he was holding his foot on purpose, even though. You could easily you could easily tell Lofton kind of gave a little kick at the end on the way out, but I, I I don't know that that was bizarre to me, and even the commentators thought it was bizarre um, on stadium. Um, now the the second one, Jalen Benjamin was called. Well, I don't even know if it was called a technical. I think it was called an no, intentional foul. It, yeah, yeah f- flagger or flagger uh, one or something. Well, what, what, yeah, whatever they call it. Yeah, yeah. Where he had tripped up oh, um, Kobe Williams for Louisiana Tech. Or they said he was tripping him. Um, but that was the third uh, intentional foul for uh, Jalen Benjamin. So just tough weekend overall for him. Yeah, know. and honestly, I thought he earned both of them. I know in, in the second game. I mean, you know, I think that. Uh, you know, obviously, I think Lofton did a little acting uh, a little bit on the first one. Um, but I, I, I do think, I mean, I, I thought that I would have called it. You know, I mean, and I, you know, I thought that he kind of, I don't know, it was a bizarre play. But, you know, I, I, could, I can see both of those things. I mean, I, I could see both those being, being called. And, and part of it is, you know, how the guy reacts to whatever you, you've done there. And, and, um, um, you know, I don't. I, I'll give you the second one. The the, the tripping with Kobe Williams. Um, I I understood that because I mean, you could instantly, you know, right after Kobe got tripped on that fast break, he got up and he was hot because he knew that he had been intentionally tripped by Jalen Benjamin. I'll give you that one. However, right. I'll disagree with you on the one with Lofton. That was just so bizarre, man. I don't see how you can call that a technical foul. I mean. You can, I mean, for all we know, Lofton could have just been standing there acting like he was, you know, his oh, he could have been. And he then the kick, the kick at the end, and I mean, it wasn't a, a big kick, but it was it was a, a, a little jar, at least, as he was leaving um, after the whistle was blown. So at the very least, if you're going to call something there, I think they should have called a double technical, which I hate calling or seeing double technicals because then it's like, well, what the hell is the point if you're going to call it on both guys? Yeah. But I, so I disagree with you on the first one, but I definitely agree on the, uh, the tripping one. Yeah. And I mean, but you know, a lot of times, I mean, the kick could have been, I don't know, you know, but it could have been him just trying to get out of there, just trying to kick his way out of there. You know, I, I think that, um, the way that it was interpreted, the way I, you know, just guessing from the outside, cause again, we can't talk to referees, um, okay. is, um, he probably felt like, you know, it was intentional that he was he was doing it to try to keep him from, you know, you know, because he got the ball to Quan and, and, you know, started a fast break opportunity or you know, at least a transition opportunity. And, um, you know, maybe he felt like he was just trying to make sure the numbers, you know, uh, hold and basically like an intentional foul. T- to me, it was more of a foul than it was a, a technical yeah. You know, but I mean, and not that it really matters either way, you know, because it would have been an intentional foul, too. If if you're going to call foul on that, it was intentional. Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, I I don't know. (laughs) It was it's 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 hard. You know, I just think that. um, Again, it's it's refs kind of interjecting themselves into it, even though I thought I mean, I honestly I would have I probably would have called both, you know, um, personally. You know, again, that doesn't mean I'm right. You know, I could be totally wrong on this, <laughs> but um, I probably would have called both. Yeah. 
Well, at the end of the day, uh, UAB does uh, lose both games in the series in Ruston against Louisiana Tech. Again, Friday night, 70-58, to 58, and Saturday, 69-64. to 64. And I do want to go back before we move on to ODU. Going back to Friday night's game, you know, yeah, they were down by as many as 19. Um, they actually led by as many as five, UAB did. But there was a couple of points in that game, especially when UAB cut it in the second half with about 13 minutes-ish uh, in the second half. Uh, they cut it to five. Right after UAB cut it to five, they got a quick stop. But then I can't remember if it was Tyreek Scott Grayson or Taven Lovin that threw the ball away. It was supposed to go to, I think, Quan Jacks. I, I could be completely uh, messing this up. But there was a fast break opportunity off of the uh, Louisiana Tech next series that UAB could have cut it to three or two. But we had a turnover and threw the ball away. Just really bizarre. Um, and I, th- I think Kennedy was um, – hot about it in the post game, just, you know, talking about how he didn't know what that player was doing in that position. But yeah, UAB lost by 12 points Friday night. And as we mentioned earlier, we're down by as many as 19, but UAB had some opportunities to get the win Friday night as well. So, but that being said, we'll move on. UAB is 16 and four overall now and nine and three in conference USA again in a three-way tie for first place in the West division with Louisiana tech and North Texas. And Steve, it's really going to be um, important to try to get that first round by in the conference USA tournament. And I believe, you know, if the formatting is how it has been um, in the past, you know, you got to get that top four spot, which I'm assuming they're doing uh, the top two out of the East and the top two out of the West to, you know, get that first round by in the tournament, which is very um, important because I don't even know if there's been a team that, well, there, I'm sure there has been in the past that has been a team that have won playing all the games, you know, through the first round and out. But most of the time, it's going to be a team that has a bye in the first round that's going to end up getting that Conference USA championship. Yeah, I mean, most of the time it is. And, you, yeah. you know, you, you that's why – that's why you, you you have that. You know, you give those teams advantages. Um, you know, a lot of times you'll see uh, teams like when UAB, you know, last time UAB made the tournament, uh, you know, Middle Tennessee had had to play an extra game in that one, and, yeah. and they were pretty worn out by the championship game, and they still played well, you know, but um, and UAB was a better team at that at that point. But but you could see a difference, you know, in, yeah. the, in just in the um, – in the freshness of the team. So yeah, it's, it's a, it's a big deal. I think um, the year Marshall lost in the championship one year, I think they had to go an extra day. I don't remember what year that was, but yeah. Um, but they, um, it makes a difference. I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, you, you, cause it's, that's a, that's a grind. Yes. And um, it's, uh, it's, it's something that, um, you know, that's why you play these games, and that's why that, you know, regular season conferences is important to, you know, set yourself up and also set yourself up for, you know, better matchups. I and mean, that, that's what tournament yes. play is all about. It's all about matchups. You know, it's, you know, the best team necessarily doesn't always win. You know, it's just how you match up. And, and if you get the right matchups to, to, you know, to get to a championship or get to a point and then just have, you know, a night of your life, then. You know, you can you can win this thing, even though you're not always the best team. Doesn't always win, right? <laughs> Excuse me. Now, another thing to watch is that the NCAA has given each conference the opportunity to uh, say if they want to have a conference tournament or not. That if they want their regular season champion to be the, the automatic qualifier bid to the NCAA tournament, 
I believe the conference needs to notify the NCAA by February 26. Um, you know, of course, we don't know what's going on with Conference USA, but I believe all signs are pointing to them still having that uh, tournament in Texas, uh, in Frisco. So um, we'll we'll have to keep monitoring that and see what happens. But we'll keep playing um, and just hope that UAB keeps improving. You know, UAB is going to have to recap or rebound really quickly. Uh, this week as a tough Old Dominion ball team comes into Birmingham, Alabama to take on the Blazers. Old Dominion, overall, they're 11-5, and 7-3 and three in Conference USA. Um, they'll play Friday night at 6.30 p.m. Central Time in Bartow Arena, um, televised again by stadium. The stadium will be televised on Friday and Saturday's game. But, of course, you can always listen to 100.5 FM radio to Murray Bartow and David Crane on the call. And Saturday's game will be at i believe four o'clock um in bartow but again both games are going to be broadcast on stadium oh, i'm sorry it's three o'clock not four o'clock so 6 30 friday night and three o'clock uh saturday at bartow but those are going to be broadcast on stadium and keep in mind the stadium is a free service you can actually download the app on your iphone apple tv um, for free or get it over the air um it's a free uh sports service so you don't have to pay anything to watch so definitely um if you can't make it out to Bartow, um, watch the Blazers and make sure that you put the radio broadcast on for audio um, to listen to Murray Bartow and David Crane on the call. But, Steve, you know, things don't get easier for UAB. As I just mentioned, you know, this ODU ball team is 7-3 uh, and three in conference, 11-5 and five overall. They're coming off of a sweep over Charlotte. Uh, they defeated Charlotte 64-45 to 45 and 78-76. Um, to 76. So the first game in Charlotte was a little closer on Wednesday night, but they were able to dominate uh, this on Saturday against Charlotte and just really good defensive ball, you know, ball team. You know, UAB is going to face another good defensive minded team. Uh, they don't shoot the ball particularly well. I know we say that almost every time and then the, the team ends up uh, coming out shooting lights out against this. But uh, yeah, I mean, they're led by Malik Curry, their guard averaging almost 16 points a game. Um, Kalu, um, Zeke Pay, I believe. Yeah, Zeke Pay, yeah. Yeah, I remember him from last year. He's he's mm -hmm. really good. A forward he's good. inside. Yeah. Yes. But I mean UAB's gonna have another uh tough series on our hands. Now luckily we'll have him in at home in, in Bartow, but just hopefully the Blazers can rebound, Steve. Yeah, and you know, and they are a different team away from home. You know, they're a team that's seven and one at home and four and four away from home. And and so, yeah. you know, if you're gonna get him, you want to get him on the road. I mean, I think it's it's uh Really, it's kind of like looking in the mirror a little bit for um, for UAB. It is Old Dominion is the same way as they, you know, they their offense comes off their defense, and and mm -hmm. you know that's that's and, and it's been like that, you know, ever since Jeff Jones has been there for sure. Um, big physical. Now they do have, um, you know, AJ Oliver. It's kind of kind of neat for him. This would be um, oh, you know, that's yeah, right. you know, Otter Smith's son. So he grew up in Bartow Arena. I remember him as a little kid out there just. <laughs> drain draining threes you know where he could barely you know he could he could barely get the ball up there but he was draining threes and and uh <laughs> so i mean i think it's gonna be kind of a special you know certainly a special time for him to come back to to bartow because uh again he kind of grew up there and um but you know they got they they're they're never um they're kind of a, they're always kind of a blue collar group they have always have a lot of talent but it but it's still kind of they play a blue collar sort of uh take a blue collar approach to the game, kind of like, again, kind of like UAB does yeah. you know, this, year, this year. So, uh, 
it'll be um, it, it there there'll probably be some not so pretty moments this weekend, um, which both teams are going to be fine with. You know, they don't care. Yeah. You know, they, they they're fine with that. So, I think the team that can that that can um, impose their will defensively is going to be the team that wins these games. You know, because um, that's that's how, again both teams are, are that's what they're looking to do. Uh, you know, beat you on a defensive end uh, to 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 uh, set up their offense. So it'll be um, it'll be it'll be tough. I mean, there'll be a lot of there'll be some ice baths after this one, no doubt. <laughs> yes, there definitely will be some ice baths. Now, um, also, you know, before the Charlotte series with Old Dominion, uh, uh, the Old Dominion had against Charlotte. ODU actually beat Marshall eighty-two to eighty-one in Norfolk, Virginia. And that was a game that Marshall actually led by as many, I think, like 21 points. But ODU was able to scratch and claw. You know, they had a couple guys missing for that game. But it just shows, you know, with Jeff Jones, you know, I mean, just that hard-nosed mentality, grinded out. They were able to work that, dwindle that lead down and able to get the victory over Marshall. You know, and we know Marshall's a really good ball team up there in Huntington. But, yeah, definitely UAB can't take ODU for granted. Um, UAB's going to have to come in, and we're just – Definitely going to need Trey Jemison to just continue to play better and just put Friday night's game in Rustin just out of his mind. Just don't even think about that game ever again and just, you know, play strong. Because leading up to the LaTeX game, we both thought that Trey Jemison was playing better. You know, he was playing more confident. He was getting the ball to the rack, just dominating inside and just, I don't know, you know, he went up against Lofton, who is, you know, probably the freshman of the year in Conference USA this year and just, I don't know, Lofton got the better of them, but definitely need Jemison, definitely need Kasim Nicholson to step up, need Ronji Gordon to step up. Um, I felt Ronji kind of struggled a little bit in the La Tech series. I think he was 0 for 5 and on his field goals sat in Saturday's game, but definitely need the guys to step up and hope that we have a good week of practice. And I failed to mention earlier, Steve, we actually have a game before the ODU series. We play Russ yeah. College uh, Tuesday night at Bartow, so That'll be a good practice game for the guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it happens with the weather, you don't know what's ah, going to happen. Yeah. Obviously, with the travel or you know That's getting right. getting getting there, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, it's to me, it's it's a little strange, um, but you know, hey, it's what it is. I mean, you're gonna that that'll be you know, you just use that as your practice that day, and I don't mean overlook them and use no. it in practice, but I mean just that's just uh, you know, I got to have to help you get ready for the weekend and. Uh, Again, it's kind of strange timing, but, um, you know, we'll see, you know, maybe, you know, and maybe it's a chance to get some, some uh, other guys in there and yeah. uh, also, and, and, uh, so we'll see. I, yeah, I kind of forgot about it myself. I, <laughs> yeah. Look at the schedule as we speak and I forgot about it. And, uh, so well, like, um, if you're looking on ESPN, ESPN doesn't even list it for UAB as an opponent. It goes straight from Louisiana Tech to ODU. Yeah. But I, yeah. So, well, I, I mean, mean with, with it being a late edition, it's probably just didn't, you know, nah, that's just didn't, right. didn't update it, you know. <laughs> right. But as you just mentioned, I mean, <laughs> the way the weather is right now, this game might be in jeopardy of being played. Um, hopefully, we don't have another snowmageddon on our hands in Birmingham again. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> yeah. That was actually that, that you know I, I think about that storm again a lot because I was actually um, uh, stranded at Bartow Arena. <laughs> so uh, well, if you're gonna pick a place yeah. to be stranded, in. <laughs> yeah, it was it was great. It was you know with the the you know the late great Norm Riley and we we all there was a group of us that um, I slept in a chair in his office. Uh, you know and, and there was you know a bunch of us that slept in there and uh, 
played some some uh, pickup basketball. Uh, nice. Made our way to the convenience store and got some beer and <laughs> just <laughs> there you go. Re- really, it was kind of a it was, it re- it was really a special memory. I mean, especially with you know with Norm being gone and yes. I think about it a lot. Just you know, we just sitting up all night, you know, and, and talking. Um, now, one thing I did learn about Bartow Arena: if you ever get stranded at Bartow Arena because of Storm uh, Storm two, um, uh-huh. I don't know if they still do it, but um, at the time the um, they were turning basically turned the heat off in the in the in the offices what? at about like one o'clock in the morning or something like that it was a cost saving thing. Uh, so for like from like one o'clock <laughs> in the morning till you know till six thirty or seven or whatever time people started coming in, uh, the um, there was no heat. Ooh, <laughs> so uh, no. we, we ended up. It got so cold in his office. Um, they they actually did heat the inside of Bartow Arena. So um, at one point, I remember being um, stretched out on the uh, on the on one of the benches. I think the visiting bench, <laughs> um, sleeping in there because it was so cold in the wow. so uh but again those are you know i mean those are i don't want it to happen again but if it no. does I, if it does i hope i'm stranded at bartow again um yes. but uh just uh you know some special memories of that but you know you're right let's not have that happen again yes and guys keep in mind you know baseball perry roth era starts off uh, this weekend as uh valparaiso uh comes to birmingham they'll play at young memorial field friday saturday sunday no fans are allowed, so unfortunately we won't be able to get out there and watch them. But uh, definitely uh, wishing the best of luck to them and to the softball team. Um, so, but we'll yeah. be back. We'll be back next week, guys, to recap what happens in the ODU series and get you ready to go to San Antonio to take on the UTSA Roadrunners uh, next weekend. As always, make sure you're following us on Twitter at twittercom blazerpod and just help spread the word and tell a friend or two about the podcast. But on that note, we'll see you guys next week. Go Blazers.